changing of the guard in North Texas. Mary Shroma started her PR agency, Shroma Southwest, 40 years ago, when things were a lot different. And uh, she's stepping aside right now. It's, I guess it's, um, you know, if this were the stock market, we'd call it a, a mega merger, but uh, moving it into Southwest Communications, Sunwest Communications. But Mary Shroma, who is now, what, your founder and former CEO, I guess, of Shroma. And Correct. senior consultant at... Senior counsel. Senior counsel. Counsel. So I provide warmth and counsel and... Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, the, the PR business is fascinating, but but in 1981, was this a was it was it a male dominated business in 1981? Oh, uh, you know, it was it was a uh, older person dominated business. Let me put it that way. There were a lot of females in there, but they were all, you know, gray hairs, and um, you know, I was an upstart. But uh, I had an MBA, which made me one of the few people in uh, public relations. In fact, I think I was probably the only one for a while who had actually overcome the phobia of uh, math and, you know, that all journalists have. If you've, if you've ever known people who went into the journalism community, they were all math phobes. Yeah. And, well, you know, and, so, and so it's, you couldn't run a business. I mean, it, the, the skills of actually running a business are well, and not vastly only that, different but being, being able to manage the clients that I could take on in order to be able to have the, the funding to run a business, the cash flow yeah. to run a business. So I, I was really, really excited because I had come to Dallas in 73 uh, when my husband moved, uh, graduated and moved to Collins Radio. And before that, I had been a graduate of Marquette University's esteemed School of Journalism. And I had spent four years as the um, internal communications person for Blue Cross of Wisconsin, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Wisconsin. So I had good corporate experience, but again, still math-phobe. Then I became director of PR at University of Dallas for a couple of years. And you know, I used to go down to um, the Dallas Morning News and the Dallas Times Herald and tell, sit down with Al Altwig and these wonderful editors at that time and tell them about the glories and the wonders of the University of, of Dallas Graduate School of Management. And Al said to me one day, you know, Mary, why, why, you got free tuition. Why don't you go do it? So I did it. And after I finished, I immediately, I was at a small agency that I moved, I was having kids and moved to a very small agency. And uh, immediately I had like Solomon Brothers and Grant Thornton and really amazing clients. So there I was with a Selectric typewriter on my dining room table, little kids writing Henry Kaufman's news releases back wow. when Henry was the credit market guru. Absolutely. And type away run down to the agency, put my news release on the facts. The next morning, the interest rates would go up a quarter. That's a, I mean, you're talking about using a fax. I mean, that's just one of the things that's changed. But the other thing is, I mean, this is a, a different community that we oh. live in than oh, it yeah. was in 1981. Oh, I mean, yeah. There are a lot of different kind of businesses and your business must have evolved. Over the oh, time. it had to. You couldn't survive 40 years un unless you continually refreshed and adapted. And 
my God, got a computer. Woo, mind blowing. Uh, you know, uh, just did crazy things like that. Well, he had, I mean, there, you've, you've handled a lot of restaurants, I know, yep. along the way. And you've seen a lot of restaurants come and go. Some absolutely, some spectacular failures that that probably should have made it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and that... some really crazy chefs. <laughs> what's, what's not now? For the last five years, we've not had a crazy chef in the lot. But I would say 10, 15, 20 years ago, there were some really crazy. Any chefs stories going. you can share with us on that? Uh, I think the probably the most fun that I we really had in the business is when we were doing all the big special events in town. We still do some of the big special events, but we used to do all the, the car shows and we did all the home and garden shows. So we had a constant flow of celebrities to work with. And I, I would think that Adam West was, was our, you know, my team's favorite. We still have- Batman? Batman, oh buddy. And not only Batman, but we had the Batmobile. And, you know, we would do things like take the Batmobile out. Adam, first of all, was a brilliant promoter. He was a brilliant guy. And I think if he hadn't been so brilliant, his career might have even gone further. But nice, brilliant, just and would call with, Mary, I've got this idea, you know, in this great Adam West voice. And, you know, that's back when you had a secretary and over the over the intercom would come, Mary, to the bat phone. (laughs) And he, we would do things like drive the Batmobile around Houston or Dallas. And I remember one time we had, we were low on gas and we actually stopped on 610 and Kirby and and at a gas station in Houston and filled up. (laughs) You get a crowd to come to see Adam West filling up the Batmobile at a, you know, a station. I mean, crazy. A lot of fun, wonderful, crazy things like that. Met a lot of astronauts. Asked Charlie, Charlie uh, Duke, who was one of the moon people. I said, Charlie, I'm going to ask you a question. Nobody's ever asked you before. He said, what's that? How do you fall asleep on the moon? He said, it's really, you're right. Nobody's asked me that. And it's really, really hard. But <laughs> I fall asleep. I try that. I go, okay, okay, I go to sleep. So then all of a sudden, my heart rate would go up and I'd go, I'd look out the, the porthole. I go, I'm on the moon. I'm on the moon. I'm on the moon. And <laughs> his mission coach was like, Duke, take a pill. So there was a time. So the so my, my least favorite period of getting PR releases was when they came through the mail and I'd open them up, just an unsuspecting, going through, and all of a sudden, glitter would fall off. Oh, God. Life. That was just the worst thing, I think. We never did that because we got glitter bombed so many times we couldn't stand it by salespeople. Th- then there was another one that I got. One time, I received a live rabbit No, delivered to me. You didn't do that, did you? God, it was, no. It was told to take this rabbit the next day. And it was the next day to some event, and I've, I can't remember what it was. You were supposed to take the rabbit to the event. Yeah, I know. I, it, it, I'm sure somebody was dreaming this up, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. Did you ever have anything you thought would work and, and didn't? You know, I think most of the things we tried, I, this, this may sound bombastic, but we we didn't really want to do, do some you, of these really nutty things. You didn't do anything outlandish? The thing, well, we would do outlandish, but we had buy-in and we, we, we didn't want to ever put a reporter or a media person in a bad position. I think what distinguished us early on is that 
unlike a lot of um, competitors who would push anything to get themselves and their client out there, we understood it was a two-way street. Not only do we have to tell our, our, um, our client's story, but we have to really provide good material because it's all about, as, as Stan Richards used to say, it's all about eyeballs. You've got to get, you, you know, if the story doesn't, if the, if the reporter agrees to the story and runs the story and nobody loves it or he gets a lot of complaints from viewers or readers, you're not going to work with you again. So yeah. you really want to make sure that you're really meeting the need of that reporter. So we ended up then as, as you know, throughout, after a while, we've, we've just done lots and lots of TV and we'd actually pretty much field produce the stuff for TV segments just because of the trust level we built. That's remarkable. Well, it's come a long way in, I can say, 40 years. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty and good. now we've got NFT clients, right? I mean, people <laughs> have got sports NFT and people go, what the heck's an NFT? Well, I look forward to the next stage when, you, when you're no longer senior consultant at SunWest and you can write a book and actually burn some bridges. It'll be a lot of fun to read that. <laughs> God. <laughs> Mary Shroba, who is now senior consultant at SunWest Communications. We know, of course, as founder of Shroba Southwest. We wish you all the best. Hey, thanks, David. And same to you. Right. You, you are a, a, a esteemed person in this business, and you do a fabulous job. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation with Ms. Shroba, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.